You um you must have had that though growing up because you're you're a child of both solitudes. I mean you're Acadian, so you you mm -hmm. you were raised literally in both languages. So how do you yep. how do you identify as a Canadian? Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I identify as Canadian. I happen to speak both. I I am Acadian descent. Uh, my father is English, well, Scottish-Canadian. Um, my mother is French-Canadian, obviously. And um, But it's funny, it's my father who wanted me to be bilingual, not my mother. And they fought because my, my maiden name is Park, P-A-R-K, mm -hmm. and my first name is Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N. So going to French schools um, was a little challenging because they would always call me Catherine Park, not Catherine Park. And the French kids used to beat up on me saying I didn't belong there because I was English. And the English kids used to beat up on me saying I was a traitor going to a French school. And But my parents were always like, well, they don't understand. You've got the best of both worlds. That's how they raised me. You've got the best of both worlds. I used to get called half-breed, you know. Um, it was horrible. And then as a teenager, I got into the punk scene, and we got beat up by the metalheads. And... That's when I joined martial arts and nobody beat up on me again. internet age everybody needs somebody to blame somebody to hate look yeah. like right now with this this uh, this virus this pandemic thing everybody uh needs somebody to blame for it so everybody's turning to conspiracies it's the government it's the chinese mm -hmm. it's the new world order it's insane and i mean people that i, I know. know that i've had great esteem for who are turning into conspiracy theorists Because they need something to lend it. It talks to your your primal senses, your survival senses, that you need to lash out to somebody to mm -hmm. blame for this. And I think that the, the hatred towards the French is a little bit part of that, that there's more and more and more a, a great political divide because of the internet, because of all the trolling, the, the hate spreading, mm. that we're going back to the core instincts of, of fighting within each other. And you need... Sometimes just a little spark is something stupid, and the language usually does the trick. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's the same thing here. The thing <laughs> is, nobody seems to remember that we both built this country together. Yes. Both French and English, we were both here at the same time, and we would both build this, this country literally hand in hand. So I, I think we should all embrace that, the fact that yep. that we have both languages. It is rich and it's beautiful, and we're going to stop talking about this because I'm wasting your time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to explain to me. You took me by surprise with Izzet Butler, and yes, I'm going to say it in French because she's she's a great ambassador of the language, and she calls herself Izzet and not Edith. Um, you took me by surprise because my generation had to suffer through her songs at the hands of my parents' generation. So every family party, Christmas, summer, mm -hmm. whatever, always it's a butler. Yep. And I, I honestly, I love the woman. I adore her. I think she, she has tremendous energy. She's a great ambassador of the culture. She's a brilliant woman, but her music freaking sucks. But... I, I don't like I don't like all of her songs, just a couple. So 
Um, well, she she is she is from your neck of the woods, so yes. I'm, I'm guessing that's that's what you love about her. And I I was listening to her song. I always praise the fact that she sings in great French compared to the other band you suggested, 1755. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. They they sing like they talk, and she sings proper French. But when she talks, yeah. um, she sounds a little bit like you because when I talk to you, I can hear the twang in your voice, even if yeah. you're speaking English. <laughs> I can hear it. I'm used to yep. that twang because I grew up with that. All right. So, um, why Edith Butler? I grew up with her, and uh, like I mentioned, my mom knew her. They went to school together, and if I'm not mistaken, it was at NDA, which is Notre Dame d'Acadie. It's an all school, an all girls uh, Catholic school. They were taught by the nuns, and I think that's where they went to school together. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that's where it is. And I remember going to her house and uh, getting an autograph by her, and she knew my mom, and I didn't know who she was at the time because I was really young. Um, but then I just grew up with her music and, um, having met her and my mom would talk about, cause growing up, she would, she was known as Edith Butler. And, uh, later on, she just went with Edith. Maybe it's because everybody was calling her that and she got tired of correcting. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I can't stand her music. Not because it's bad, <laughs> but because we've been, oh my God, we suffered that music yeah. for so long. Every kid here in Quebec, we're tired of her. <laughs> can't stand her but the person i think she's amazing <laughs> so uh the song you chose is uh well it's, it is to her what satisfaction is to the rolling stones it is her signature song yeah um any any reason why that song more than any other one that she did well there was between that and pocketville and i thought pocketville in my no, area no, were just no, played no. way too much yeah and i didn't want to i didn't want to make your brain melt <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. The thing is, Pocketville, it, it, it gets, like you said, in your brain. You keep repeating that, Pocketville, Pocketville. Yeah. You repeat that for hours and you just go insane from the freaking ditty. Like the song or not, it just bores itself into your head. Exactly. Like, like a bad yeah. commercial that you're stuck with. In your head. All right. So, um, I honestly, I try to research how old that song is. I couldn't find it. I know that it's one of her older songs. Uh, yeah. She started around, I think, the 1960s. So it's it's probably something like around the, the early 70s that she did that song. Probably. She, she still does it today. She still sings and she still does that Really? Song. Oh, yeah. She's, she's amazing. Yeah.
your second one, let me just go back to my research here because I'm talking too much. Your second, so, oh yeah, 755. Now that, yes. that is cultural. They sing the way, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to say the way we, people. But, the way we speak. Well, in, well yeah, we, we, here we call it chiac. I don't know if you Yep, us too, yep. Okay, chiac okay. or franglais. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. They sing in both languages fluently. I was talking to a friend online and um, I was talking to her. I was chatting with her voice and in English. And then um, I was doing that while I was in the supermarket. So I was saying something to her in English and then switching to French because I was talking to somebody else and then mm-hmm. switching back to English. And for her, that was like, what? What are you? How do you do that? They do that in their songs. It's like one word in French, one word in English. That I don't yeah. get. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not that good. Uh, why that band and why that song? Again, um, I grew up with them, and one of my uncles actually used because my 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 mom's side of the family is very musical: uh, guitars, drums, singing. You know. Um, unfortunately, I don't have that talent. Uh, but one of my uncles actually knew them and sometimes would jam with them. Uh, uh, they went to high school together, you know. Um, and it's just, that's a really, really, I, I, I think that's probably my favorite song of theirs. And I remember when we were, um, my daughter was taking, um, oh, what was it? She was doing homework and there was something about the, um, oh, what, what's it called? The Congrès Mondial, um, the francophonie oh what's it called um every, every year they uh, they pick a country and every french country gets together and uh it's really cool because one year they had it in my hometown and we had people from down south like the cajuns would come up and they'd have the same family name le blanc Beliveau, you know stuff like that and the, we found out that we're cousins you know because back in when they were uh, kicked out of Canada, uh, the French, they went, uh, some of them went down south and became Cajun. So Cajun and Acadians were, were, um, cousins. Well, they so, were um, exactly kicked out. They didn't yeah. really have a choice of where they yeah. were going to go. So families yeah, I know. were ripped apart and lovers were ripped apart and we just took them and put them, okay, you're going to go to Louisiana. You're going to go to Northern Canada. Yeah. And that, that wasn't really trying to be nice. <laughs> I, I don't know. I but it was know. it was it wasn't as nice as 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 I make it sound. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't I don't want to say that what your ancestors suffered through is like um, is like the native tribes have suffered, but <clears throat> it was pretty cruel what was done to them. It was a community of about maybe I don't know um, twelve thousand people, if I'm not mistaken, and only two thousand managed to remain there. About ten thousand were were really ripped away from from their home yep. and just tossed somewhere else like i said yep. sometimes family was were, were, were completely cut apart and later on when it was okay to come back to talk to each other then they figured out mm-hmm. that hey we know each other we're 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 cousins we're family yeah so that's uh that's really i can't even imagine that name, time the, the name 1755 that's that's really <laughs> yeah it's kind of a slap a little bit in the face but yeah it's not what they wanted to do they just wanted to open the door to this culture to let people discover and that's what they did so many yep. artists from 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 your culture came out after that and became more popular uh, like uh, is my favorite from uh, yep. from louisiana he became really big after uh really made a splash in the big scene really ca- it's just really catchy and it is. getting back to when i was doing homework with my daughter uh they were learning about uh it was one of those um the, the, it was that time of year when they were talking about different french cultures around the world and 
she was actually singing that song. And I went, whoa, 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 slack a cat on. Where did you learn? Where did you learn that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that song? For those who don't speak French, it's like slow down, you know, uh, slow down to 40 if you want to, uh, um, uh, translate directly word per, for word but my it's like, parents did, used to say that but here we don't say that yeah, anymore no <laughs> yeah so i'm like where did you learn that song she's at school i'm like at school but it wasn't sung by Dusset set sank it was somebody else i can't remember so uh i googled the song and she's yeah that's the song i'm like do you know who actually originally sang that she goes no i'm like yeah Dusset set sank from my neck of the woods where i was born like and she goes oh that's a good song i'm like yeah it is it's just catchy. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I was talking about how, how a lot of people don't really hate us without really knowing who we are and what we are. And I do invite everybody to just Google 1755, what happened that year and the, the, the great deportation that happened that year. And you'll understand what we're talking about here and what this band is all about. They're not about hate. They're about, oh, no. you understand who we are as a culture. Party the wall tap, I make a load to down my pen. Got at the where my meal alone dish man. I dee come on, ça va garçon. Je peux pas rester, j'm'en vais chez Dicamp. Puis j'arrêterai back quand je reviens par ici. J'embarque dans mon truck, I must wait a good luck. J't'ai mis en gear, puis j'embarque sur le highway. J'ai viré des coins, puis des croches. Dans ce vieux truck, tout bourré de broches, qui hangait des antennes sur les miroirs. Au moins je l'ai loué 
situé pas loin du vieux jet câblé. Et ben mon gros troc, les traînés. Lorsque je m'installe dans mon bateau, puis je switch on mon vieux radio, puis je passe du homard, du haram, du gigay, du macro. Breaker, breaker, good buddy, salut, c'est du buddy. Hello, honky turkey, j'tired mon wild from this to the highway. Hey, get out, jump that smoke, is it you? Um, your third song, why then, why that song? I remember driving on the highway. Uh, we were living in Fredericton, New Brunswick, in our hometowns, the Moncton area. And I was driving from Fredericton. I was going home for the weekend. Uh, left the kids with my husband. He said, go home for, for the weekend. Just get away. I'll, I'll watch the kids. I'm like, oh, well, you know, there was lots of arm twisting, believe it or not. But I'm like, yeah, okay. So I'm listening to the radio. And at the time, it was uh, C103 um, out of Moncton. And uh, this song came on. I'm like, wow, this is a great song. And I'm driving down the highway, and I'm just blaring it. And I really I really wished we had Shazam back then, but we didn't. <laughs> well, I, I didn't have a smartphone at the time. I had a flip phone, I think. But um, uh, I just really love the song, and I love his voice. And, and I was really surprised when I found out that he was Canadian. Not recently, like many years ago. Not because he was so good that I was surprised he's Canadian because we're not we're not good. But I just didn't know he was Canadian and and um, really really good band. I'll be honest with you, I didn't know they were Canadian either because to me they sounded a little bit like um, they reminded me of the Clash a lot. Yeah. So to me, maybe it was that's like, why I like it. it probably, I, I know the Scott because of my it. punk roots. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like it felt like like the the the. the The Sex Pistols or The Clash or one yeah. of those bands from the, the British, uh, the late 70s punk rock era. It's mm -hmm. so much like that with a bit of Green Day added to it. Yes. And, um, and yeah, now that you say it, it makes sense. Yes, it, it makes sense to our generation to like that. But um, it's it's a little loud for me. <laughs> I know I sound oh, really? old when I say that. I like it, but it's a little <laughs> bit. I, I'm too old, I think, to listen to that stuff. But Oh, and yeah. I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm old in many ways. I'm young in some ways, <laughs> immature, but I'm old in other ways, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, that song, Don't Fall on Leaves, I almost put it in the Halloween show because it's so dark for me. Huh. And I guess it makes sense that you like it since you like all the, this paranormal stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think it probably spoke to you in that way. I may be wrong. I may be talking on my ass. No, you're probably right. That makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> all right. It really not, does. Because to me, it's Halloween every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can see <laughs> My that. daughter likes the song, too. Your daughter's 19, you said, right? Yes. Well, But when uh, when I first started listening to it and she was younger, she liked the song, too. And she'd be going around singing it, too. And I'm like, yeah, parenting done right. But I failed with my son because he likes rap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you did fail a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, very much. Okay, Billy yeah. Cat, uh, follow these from 2006. Can you believe it's 14 years ago? Oh, already? my God. Yeah. No. Yes. We're old. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> 
Your next song, um, <clears throat> I don't want to go political, but everybody says Steppenwolf is a Canadian band. To me, they're not. They're, they're, well, the core members are Canadian. They had a Canadian band before becoming Steppenwolf, but they left Canada. They went to Hollywood to make it big and they formed a new band there with a new sound, with a, a new company, a new record label. So to me, I I always had a problem saying they're a Canadian band. I understand that they didn't they, know that. Yeah, they, they they were a band called the Sparrows, um, and uh, huh. the band was going nowhere. They had a bit of success here in Canada, but it was going nowhere. So they went to the U.S. They recruited two new musicians, and um, they had a new manager who 
had to change the name to Steppenwolf and had them do a different sound, the sound of the era, more experimental. Mm-hmm. So to me, like I said, they're not, they're Canadian boys, but they're not a Canadian band in the same way that, um, that Arcade Fire are, are considered a Montreal band just because yeah, they were I formed in them. Montreal. But none of them is from Montreal. Some of them aren't even I Canadian. didn't know that either. <laughs> They're not from no Montreal. No way! Uh, they studied in, two or three of them studied in Montreal in um, Concordia, I think, or McGill. I think it's McGill. And um, and they formed a band there in Montreal, but uh, I think one of them is a Canadian-American and none of them are from Quebec. But they are considered a Montreal band because this is where yeah. they started. So that's that's the same thing for Steppenwolf. I always thought in yeah. my head they should be called an American band because they yeah. started in L.A. Why that song? Why that band? Forget the song <laughs> that I pick. Magic Garbage Ride. <laughs> okay, I thought so. You're going to make me play the long psychedelic song. You might as well remember it. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was two songs. I can't remember what the other one was that I wanted to pick from them. But I don't know. I'm thinking back in Moncton many years ago when we had, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but they had a whole bunch of rock bands come to, it's called the Papal Site because uh, Pope John Paul II came to Moncton years and years ago. And up in Magic Mountain and Magnetic Hill in Moncton, they had this great big site that they created this stage where Pope John Paul II would go and everybody would go out in the field, you know. Um, so then they decided, well, what are we going to use this stage for now so they brought um it was kind of like a woodstock type thing but uh so they just bring back a bunch of um uh bands there and steppenwolf played there one time so my husband and i we were dating at the time we got tickets and eric clapton was playing and he had his talking guitar and i remember as we were walking because we, when we when we got there it had already started and we're walking up the hill because you had to park and then walk like I don't know how far it was. It took forever to get to the actual site. And Steppenwolf came out and they were playing Magic Carpet Ride. I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm missing. This is the reason why I wanted to come. So I didn't actually see them. I heard them, <laughs> but um, it really upset me. But it it's just a song. I don't know. I I'm not like Scott where I analyze all my songs. I like a song. I like a song because I just like the way it sounds. Just like when my sister-in-law is an artist and to her, she wants to analyze pieces of art and she goes, how does it make you feel? I'm like, I don't know. I either like it or I don't, you know, and we've gotten into arguments over it. And she's like, you know, you don't understand. I'm like, no, I don't understand. But anyways, I just either like a song or I don't, I don't really analyze it. Um, it's just a really that. good song. I, I appreciate that because I love Scott. God, God, he's, he's my man crush. I love Scott. But when he oh, talks about music, I feel so stupid. And like, he gets deep. Yeah, he gets it. I'm like, yeah, I just want to dance and shake it around. And he's yeah, like, right. man, you can, you can smoke to that and you can follow that with yeah. that song. And I'm like, God, I'm so dumb. <laughs> Please do my show for me. But now I'm, I'm listening to him like, okay, it's okay to like music that you're like, fine, good. It's done. I feel so intellectually. In, um, uh, I can't even think of the word now. Um, <laughs> see, duh. Hey, Scott, that's me what try- you're doing to us. You're dumbing us down. <laughs> me um, try to use big words here. <laughs> um, I, I do, I do like Magic Carpet Ride, but like I said, the, 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 the riff, the psychedelic riff, I can't. I, I can't. That's why really? I prefer going with songs like The Pusher, um, oh, which was written by Hoyt Axton, by the way. 
um, uh, Born to Great be Wild, song. even mm-hmm. if you want to go there. But um, yeah, I do love Magic Carpet Ride. I do, like I said, but when the, the psychedelic stuff starts, it just skip to the next song but um, actually the pusher was almost the one it was the one that i almost went with but i thought it was too uh, too laid back so i thought i will go to magic carpet right
Um, your fifth song is my favorite song by Great Dixie. I'm so glad that you picked that one out of all the songs. Ah. I love them all. I love them all. But this one, I, we're going to go back to what you just said about Scott, who analyzes. I never analyzed that song. I just like listening yep. to it. I like I like the melody. I like the the the, the, the ditty. I remember when we were living in New Brunswick, uh, we'd be the, at the family. We'd get in the car and we'd go from Fredericton to the Moncton area to, to for the weekend or the long weekend or Christmas or whatever, and we'd throw in CDs in the car. And a lot of time we had great big C. So the kids even grew up. So all four of us would be singing the old black rope <laughs> in the car. It's just. Great Big C is an amazing band. I love them so incredibly much. I think both of us, it speaks to our roots as yeah. maybe more you than me, because you're from the Maritimes. You're from that culture, descended mm. from fishermen, from people who know what that is. Yeah. Europeans would, would come here and do that. And if I'm not mistaken, most of their songs were, were sea shanties from yes. the old era, from the old age of the, the Irish fishermen. And uh, it, it just talks to you at a deeper level, not analyzing their songs at all, Scott. Yeah, not Scott level. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you listen to it, and it just, to us Canadians at least, it feels right. It mm -hmm. feels like you've always known these songs, even though you're listening to them for the first time. So I really like it. And I'm brokenhearted that they, they broke up a few years ago, and I hope that they're going to come back. That's well, just not right. No, that's just <laughs> not right. Okay, the song is the old black rum. Thank you so much for that. I drank 60 doubles for the price of one. Trying to find the courage to talk to one. I asked her for a dance, not a second glance. My night had just begun. Well, I drink to the father of the Holy Ghost. I'm kneeling at the altar of my nightly post. So I'll raise a glass, not the first or last. Come join me in this toast. Because the old black rum's got a hold of me, like a dog wrapped round my neck. And the old black rum's got a hold of me when I live for another day. Hey, when I live for another day. Well, the Queen of George Street has been walking on by. Walking on by with some guy who don't care that she stood in line Since half past nine and spent three hours on her hair Our friend is looking at me with an evil grin I think the bloody racket might soon be in I must have said something to the George Street Queen The boys are joining in Because the old black rum's got a hold on me Like a dog wrapped round my leg And the old black rum's got a hold on me When I live for another day Hey, when I live for another day So I drank all of my money And I slept out in the rain Every day is different But the nights they're all the same You never see the sun I'm the old black rum But I know I'm gonna do it again Because the old black rum's got a hold on me Like a dog wrapped around my leg And the old black rum's got a hold on me When I live for another day Hey, when I live for another day Because the old black rum's got a hold on me Like a dog wrapped around my leg And the old black rum's got a hold on me When I live 
want to talk quickly about your bonus song. Um, I didn't do any research on it. Let me just go back to um, your bonus song was Helix, Fill Your Head With Rock. Um, I didn't do any research. I'm not, uh, I'm not really um, savant when it comes to Helix. I don't really know who they are. But I, I got a really good vibe of Iron Maiden, but more uh -huh. tolerable. <laughs> so why, why that one? Why didn't you go with that one instead of the All Five songs? Aren't they from Quebec too? Helix? <laughs> I don't know. I told you I didn't do any research. I just saw your bonus song and I said, okay, let's, let's listen to that and I'll ask you. So I don't know. You tell me. Why, I thought why? I had another song there. So I'll, I'll get back to Helix in a second. I thought I also had a Slick Toxic. I could be. Did I give you seven songs and not five and a bonus? Oh, that's all right. No, <laughs> no, no, you didn't. No, no. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a long week. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, they hadn't been. They hadn't released an album in, in a long time, and I remember when my kids were were younger, uh, they came out with a new album, and I thought I'm going to buy it. And I think that was the very first song on the CD. And by the way, I like every song on that CD. And for me, that is that doesn't happen a lot. There's usually only a couple songs that I actually like on a CD, you know, back in the day when we used to buy them. Yeah. Um, and that was the first song. And I absolutely loved it. I'd be in the car. Um, sometimes I'd go to uh, visit uh, my uncle in Buktush because he had a nice um, uh, cottage there. And I'd be driving on the highway, and I'd slap that that new Helix CD in, and I'd blare it, and I'd be singing it, you know, didn't care. I can't carry a tune in a bucket, but oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a song that's really fun. It just, it's it's um not to insult the band, but it's almost like, um it's not like an intellectual song. It's like, hey, I like rock. And I'm going to let you know I like rock. <laughs> that, I think that's what I like about it too. It's simple, and you just you're driving. You don't need to remember the lyrics. You just you go, oh. you go, and you just bang your head and listen to it, and it's fun and it's not annoying. Yeah, it is like some more heavy metal song. Um, I, I do I do like that you um, you took some songs in French. Um, I had to. <laughs> again, I, I, I try not to be that guy who said, well, Quebec lives matter. I, I think that it's time we stop with that, that, that stupid two solitudes thing. It's time that we embrace each other and see where we could go, especially here and now in this world. I don't know. I don't know where we are going as a planet, to be honest with you, with everything that's going on right now, but it's scary. It is. It is. And Canada is in a prime place, especially with climate change. Uh, Canada is a prime spot to survive all these things, all these changes that are coming. But we're a country of 34 million people uh, with the size of, of Russia and China, who have a hundred times our numbers. And I think that if we want to make it through the, the changes that are coming, we need to embrace each other, uh, mm -hmm. not just the people, but the cultures. We need to become one. And that doesn't mean... Uh, everybody speaks English. It means becoming Canadian, accepting that we're not a melting pot. We're a salad bowl. We have a mm -hmm. lot of uh, different ingredients who are not going to meld into each other, but make each other better and stronger. So I really appreciate that you took the time to uh, to select some French songs, and I love them Thanks. very, very much. And I always love everything you do. I, I mentioned a few times that you were, you're one of the first friends I made whenever 
I was coming out of my fog. I was coming out of the darkest time of my life. And I think you and Scott were the first podcasters that I started interacting with. And your friendship means right. the world to me. So it's really oh, sad that, that I invited Scott before you. Okay. So, yeah, because he made me feel dumb with um, guy. You know what? He liked Richie Sambora, so I'm not that dumb. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about Scott. I like him too. <laughs> no, I love Scott. You too. You too need the world to me, and we we really need to do more stuff to, uh, the three of us together. And with Alex, Alex, if you're listening, please come with us on our Discord, and damn it, just record with us. Yes. All right. I'm gonna have to hound him. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you. I, can't, I know he has a podcast out. What's it called? A Captain in the Meerkat. Captain in the Meerkat. Thank you. It was on the tip yeah. of my tongue. I told you it's been a long week. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to end this uh, now because I've taken enough of your time. I've taken 45 minutes. I'm so sorry. I oh, wow. Ask. It didn't even seem that long. That's what I mean. When I talk to you, the world wishes away. It just, it means the world to me talking to somebody who gets it, who gets my culture. Not yeah. as as opposed to the rest of the world, but trying to embrace the rest of the world. That's what you represent for me. You are the best of both worlds, and I think that you're going to be a light that shines into the future of our country. Oh. Um, quickly before we go, your podcast, uh, you have a new podcast, I think you're hosting. Yes, I'm co-hosting. It's called People Under the Stairs. Uh, my co-host is Paul James Caden. Um, they had a, they were on before. Paul had an, another co-host named, uh, Stan Wanglin, but Stan, uh, moved on to other endeavors. And, uh, Paul and I were just chatting one night on Messenger. And I said how I really missed listening to their show. And he said, I'd like to bring it back. And he said, Hey, why don't you uh, co-host with me? And I'm just like, uh, I, uh, okay. <laughs> you were just like out of the blue. So, uh, we recorded our first episode today. I don't know when it'll be out. It'll be out very soon. I th it's either going to be monthly or twice a month. I'm not, we haven't figured that out yet just because we're both busy. I'm in school. I have my other podcast, uh, Paranormal Heart, and, uh, we're just too busy right now. So, but we wanted to revive the people under the stairs. So, and we talk about anything weird, paranormal, uh, unexplained. So. Okay. Perfect. So, uh, your own podcast is paranormalheartpodbean.com. Yep. What's the address for the new one? Um, geez, I don't even know yet. Paul <laughs> takes care of that. <laughs> go visit. <laughs> go visit. Cats. I will let you know what it is, though. <laughs> I think it, it's it will be on Anchor. I know that. Okay, great. So, um, uh, people on the stairs on Anchor, go visit Cat's podcast, and she'll redirect you to the yep. new one. And I, I can't wait to listen to that. All right, thank Thanks. you so much, Cat. Oh, thank you. I grow merci mon ami.
Anthony. Kiss Mama goodbye. Anthony, will you kiss your mother goodbye?